only when a partner with companies I believe in. When I was introduced to the concept of almond cow, I was instantly intrigued. Almond cow proves you can easily use any nut, seed, or grain to make healthy homemade plant-based milk. There's no soaking, no straining, and really no mess. For me, I love to make almond milk. It's so smooth and I save so much money. And bonus, I don't have to lug a heavy gallon home with me. I can make it with their simple and easy to use machine at home. Do I have you intrigued? For listeners of the Yorga News podcast, Almond Cow is offering a special code for you that gives you $25 off your purchase of $200 or more. You can shop at almondcow.co, that's co, not com, and use your good news at checkout. For more information, head to the show notes for a clickable link. Hi, and welcome to the Your Good News podcast with me, your host, Katherine Getty. Each Thursday, I'll give you the scoop on the good news coming out of Washington and how you can get involved with this thing called democracy. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Good News podcast. At long last, my voice has returned, so I am thrilled to be back giving you the news coming out of Washington. Congress returned after the July 4th recess last week from their districts with a very busy July. So for context, there was last week, this week, and next week for members of Congress to get their business done before they head to districts for the month-long August recess, i.e. there isn't much time to achieve a ton on that to-do list, but here we go. Over the next few weeks and into September, I would expect to see a lot of reauthorizations on the docket for the House and the Senate. So what exactly is a reauthorization and why are they so important? This is what we'll cover today. In the context of Congress, a reauthorization refers to the legislative process of renewing or extending a current authorization of a federal program or law. Many laws and programs have basically expiration dates or statutory requirements that require periodic review and renewal, updates, ways to improve the program by Congress. Typically, that's five years. Five years is a pretty normal And a lot of them are actually happening this year, which is always fun. A reauthorization allows Congress to evaluate the effectiveness, the relevance, maybe it's not needed anymore, funding needs. And a reauthorization can address funding needs, but as a reminder, appropriators will always give the money. So what happens in a reauthorization is they could say it needs $10 and maybe the appropriators say it's 9 It can be authorized higher than it's appropriated, but that authorization is really important. So reauthorization's effectiveness, relevance, funding, and deciding whether to continue, modify, or even terminate it. During this progress, committees of jurisdiction typically hold hearings, gather information, engage in debates. Staffers will identify necessary changes. They will work to determine appropriate level of funding. Maybe they consider from stakeholders, this is an opportunity for, I'm going to use FAA as an example later, so let's bring it in. Maybe it's where the flight attendants and the airlines and different airport authorities come in and share, hey, this hasn't been working well, or this is really working well, this is why you should continue it. That feedback is really important in the process. Based on all of this feedback from stakeholders, government agencies, experts, the public, etc. Congress can propose amendments, revisions, additions. You see the point. And it can go 
through the standard process. It'll go through the legislative process where it's in a committee, it goes through a subcommittee, goes through a full committee, hits the floor, has floor debate, and then it's voted between the House and the Senate. The House product will be different than the Senate product typically, and the Senate product will be different than the House, but that's the beauty of when the two chambers you know, vote on their final passage, it will go together and they'll have what they call a conference. So we have an understanding of what is a reauthorization. It's basically a period of time where Congress looks at a program and identifies, do we need to change it? Do we need to scrap it? Do we need to improve it? Why are they important? Well, reauthorizations are essential for ensuring the continuity and I would argue the accountability of federal programs. It really provides an opportunity, like I said, to drill down into maybe some improvement areas or maybe some things that are redundant or maybe some things that we don't need anymore. It can incorporate updated policies. Maybe the president has really interest in this or maybe a member of Congress, the speaker or the majority leader really are focused on one thing. These are opportunities to include kind of those policy wish list items in some of these, some of these reauthorizations. And, you know, examples of programs could be education and it's initiatives, healthcare programs, infrastructure funding, national security measures. The Congressional Budget Office estimates that there are 1,100 current programs that have not been reauthorized. So basically, a program can go not reauthorized. It can just kind of sit out there and appropriators can still fund it. That is an interesting kind of piece of the puzzle of, okay, well, what is the purpose then of a reauthorization? Well, it's good governance. It's good governance to know kind of what are all the programs. I would argue that 1,100 programs not being reauthorized would be, "Mm, Congress, you should be doing your job, but I digress. I think that oftentimes things can kind of just get stuck in the wayside, and this is an opportunity. We're seeing all these programs. Maybe it's time to get onto these, and those 1,100 doesn't even, does not even include the ones that are due up by September 30th. Typically, you'll see September 30th as the due date because it's the end of the fiscal year. So you'll hear a lot of crunches, not only funding, which is always tied to the fiscal year or typically tied to the fiscal year, but some of these programs. And I reference FAA because it's top of mind. In the House, if you're listening live on July 20th, the FAA reauthorization will be on the House floor for final passage. This process within the House, and I'll talk to the Senate in a little bit, these sort of efforts in the whole process take a really, really long time. And I talk through kind of the legislative process and the including stakeholders and the markup and the floor, but I fail to reference how important staff are in this process. Staff bring those stakeholders together. Staff take the first draft. Staff do a lot of the work to help prepare the members to be ready. And, you know, when you see final passage, it is such an accomplishment and such a step forward for the American people. It's also a feather in the cap for those staffers. So um, kudos to the staffers that have been working on final passage for the FAA reauthorization. Now, while I say, is it perfect? Is it what everyone wanted? No. But that's the beauty of this constitutional republic we live in, that we have another go at it in five years. We can try it again in this experiment that we have to see, okay, are things working in this program? Is there a way that FAA could 
retool, insert issue and make it better. Well, we have another five years to do it. So on the Senate side, um, they've always been dubbed the more deliberative body. And I think folks read that as slow. They haven't released a draft yet. So they will be undoubtedly on a condensed time frame, but more to come on that. And I will give you updates through the process if you're curious on the way. On a bit of a separate note, bit of a Your Good News podcast update. I'm going to be taking a season two hiatus for the month of August, and I will be back in September for season three. In season three, the long promise interviews will be coming back. I have some ideas too of freshening things up for the podcast, but this is where I make a plea to you. If you love listening to the Your Good News podcast, learning about what's happening in Washington, let me know what you want to hear. I want to make sure that I am providing content that's fresh for you, that's interesting to you. I love doing this podcast because if you haven't figured it out yet, I love politics. I think it's really fascinating, and I think there's ways that we can engage with it. I want to give you those tools to better understand, okay, how to cut through that noise you see on TV and in the news because we all know that news is sometimes a little biased. I thank you so much for listening for the last two years. Like I said, this is an absolute joy of mine to do this every single week. Thank you so much for joining another episode of the Oregon News Podcast. We have one more episode before season two wraps. I am thrilled to say join us next week for another episode of the Oregon News Podcast. As always, find me on Instagram. My handle is at Catherine Getty. If you ever want to engage with me and let me know what you're interested in hearing on. And as always, tune in next week for another episode of the Yorker News Podcast.